right, welcome to season six of Brian's World Live. I'm Brian James. Today's episode, I want to talk about remarrying silence. Remarrying silence. Let's go. This is the place where your dreams come It is Brian's World. So this is... So I've been thinking about my desire to talk. Like when when things when things get silent around me, um, I find myself, believe it or not, I find myself feeling the anxiety of um, wanting to, to continue the conversation. Like you ever been with somebody and like you get that awkward silence, or you just you know just hit a period of the conversation where you know the questions have been asked and answered, or I guess asked. I never know how to pronounce that word. Asked. <laughs> with a K like I always say it with a T I don't know why but asked the questions have been asked <laughs> and answered um, the topic has been covered and you know you just spend in a few moments of silence sometimes with somebody that you love sometimes it's with um, you know somebody that you just met but whatever for whatever reason those few moments of silence I started to notice that it does cause some some bit of ex- anxiety in me to the point where you know somebody's got to figure out the conversation why not me to the point where that awkward silence is something that like actually dominates the conversation um, or dominates some conversations that I have with people because in the back of my mind I'm just like well let's just prevent this conversation from going dead because <laughs> we don't want the awkward silence so you know and, and, and I'm focusing my mind on that that means I'm not even really focusing on what the person is saying so I'm not even able to really process um, what's going on it's all based on this innate desire to talk which you know, when you think about it, yeah, I get paid to do that. So it's like a professional thing for me. So it, it, it literally is, there literally is a joy in communication with me. Um, I am starting to notice, and I did start to explore in looking at different things and uh, different ideas of how remarrying silence can really open up um, a, a lot of different doors for our lives simply because we give ourselves that room to be heard or that room to say whatever needs to be said or that room to listen like it literally just gives us room to do whatever we need to do with the sense of hearing what i've come to realize uh, with all of this and 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 thinking about the own anxiety that i feel in this sense of silence or in this little in this phase of silence is that sometimes you know that that it's just something about being with yourself that just kind of it just kind of puts goosebumps on your body. It just ruffles your feathers a little bit. For some of us, it, it literally is a bit of pressure when it's just you and your thoughts, you know? When it's just you and the things that you try to escape throughout the day, you know? Like, like, like sometimes when I sit in silence, like sometimes I don't necessarily want, you know, want things to fall silent or we don't want things to fall silent because we can hear the things that we've been trying to mute for a while we can hear the things that we've been trying to put off we can hear the things that we've been trying to uh, stay away from because they cause anxiety or they cause um, just you know just some sense of discomfort for us there was a study that was done by the University of Virginia where over 700 people were asked to sit uh, in a room alone with just their thoughts just their thoughts nobody else nobody no no phones no nothing just their thoughts for just 6 to 15 minutes Six to 15 minutes. Like, that's, I mean, honestly speaking, that really ain't that long. Like, I mean, I feel like I could do that, especially if there's money involved. Give me a call. I'm down. But uh, anyways, um, and they've also given a shock button. So, you know, a button that they're allowed to, that they can shock themselves. And they could press that button if they ever wanted to just get out. If they ever just couldn't take that six to 15 minutes of silence or that six to 15 minutes of, you know, just them and their thoughts. If they couldn't take it, they could just hit the shock button, take the shock and, and get out, you know, um, of, of those 700 people, 67% of men and 25% of women, which I wonder if that 
says anything, um, chose to shock themselves rather than sit quietly and think. A good portion of these of, of, of these 700 people, we'll put it like that, uh, decided that their own thoughts were too heavy to deal with. Decided that spending time with just themselves in a you know six to fifteen minute interval of silence was just too much of them. It's just too much for them. You know, so much that they decided that they'd rather just take a little bit of pain, which is probably I mean I imagine it, ain't, it probably ain't nothing crazy. You know, like they electrocuted you. <laughs> it's probably not even as serious as like a taser, but it's still like you really just shocked yourself instead of sitting there for six to fifteen minutes. You know, just because you couldn't deal with your thoughts. And I think that that's, you know, kind of like what causes us this, this anxiety um, surrounding silence or, or that awkward silence or whatever. That, that I think that's where all this anxiety comes from. But I'm starting to really wonder, is the anxiety warranted or is the silence something that can actually benefit us? What about if we don't run from silence? What about if we simply marry silence? and vow to understand it till death do us part forever and ever babe what about if we learn how to you know seize the world with silence by our side what about if we learn to lead our families not even just you know within my culture but just in general i'm just talking about literally literally everybody <laughs> nobody's excluded no races or nothing what about if we learn to lead our families while being married to silence. If we don't fear silence when we're with our loved ones, if we don't fear silence when we're with, um, with, with ourselves, really. <laughs> well, we don't fear silence, you know, when we're parenting, when we're leading. Because see, to me, that fear of silence or that um, anxiety that comes with uh, the awkward silence that we experience sometimes, to me, it pushes me sometimes to just say things. I'm just being honest about it. You know, we family here. I can keep it real with you, right? You know, li literally to avoid the anxiety of the awkward silence, there are some times where I can honestly say that I bring up something or, you know, I may say something that literally just keeps the conversation going. It it ain't the most, it ain't the deepest stuff. It ain't even, I honestly, it ain't even the most, like sometimes it's not even the most like relative stuff. And in some situations, the ones that really bother me the most are those situations where I even hear myself talking and saying something uh, in the middle of a conversation and then knowing that I just said that just because I didn't want it to fall silent in this car of four people. Or I didn't want it to fall silent on a conversation between me and my boss or between me and a client or between me and a listener. Like I'm just, I just think about these little conversations that I be having and, and not wanting it to fall silent and all of that, taking up the responsibility of continuing the conversation simply because you want to alleviate the anxiety of that awkward silence. Um, that has pushed me to sometimes say things that I just be like, dang, I wish I didn't say that. It don't even be disrespectful. It don't be nothing crazy. It just be stuff that didn't need to be said. That literally wasn't that big a deal, you know? Um, but I can't help but think about a world where a father knows that a bit of silence between him and his son gives each of them room to grow. It gives the father room to understand his son a little bit more in the silence. There's no noise. It's just you and your thoughts about your son because you know you're in the room together or whatever. It's that awkward silence. Like even with it's funny because even with that awkward silence, it's like you still thinking about the other person. You're just not talking. It gives a son 
room to grow, room to make mistakes, rooms, room, room to succeed, and then room to celebrate the success without having the noise of a parent, you know, forcing things on him or a noise of a parent adding pressure to the situations that, you know, the, and, and, you know, growing up, man, some of those, some of those moments growing up, they're, they're key. Because there's a lot of things that I experienced today that are literally just the um, remnants of something that I saw in my childhood. So what about if that, if, if that father and son brought silence into their um, relationship, married silence, understood silence enough to know when it needs to be silent and then to be able to welcome that silence, understand that silence and even nurture that silence to the point of when you're silent, you're able to direct your mind in the direction that um, you need it to go. You're able to spend time meditating, which we ain't, this ain't a meditation talk, but this is the beginning of that, you know? You're able to spend time meditating, you're able to spend time um, planning, mapping out things. I mean, we'll get to all of that. But marrying silence, I just feel like, helps every single role on the face of this earth. I think that um, stillness is an important part to every storm. Stillness. I love that word, man. It's an important part to, to, to the storm, to every part of the storm. I feel like it either prepares you for the storm, it can guide you through it, or it can clean you up after the storm. Considering the fact that we're gonna face heli storms through our life, from the vagina to the grave, we're going to see a lot of storms. Well, I should say from coming out of the vagina, as in birth <laughs> to the grave, you're gonna see a lot of storms. Stillness. Silence is a tool to help us navigate those storms, if you will. Because again, it either prepares you for it, guides you through it, or cleans you up from it. Without a knowledge or understanding of stillness or silence, I don't, I, I won't say it's impossible, but it is very difficult to be prepared for the storm, to be, to be guided through the storm, and to clean yourself up from the storm. So when we talk about before the storm, if there's noise before the storm, right? If there's noise before some sort of major disaster or whatever, there is, it's very unlikely that you had time or room to prepare for the storm. Very unlikely. Silence allows us to plan for the storm. Silence, just sitting there, you know, admitting that you don't necessarily know what to say, admitting that you don't necessarily know what to do, if you will. That stillness, that silence allows us to be open to answers to questions that we haven't even asked or been asked yet. It, it allows farmers to um, prepare their crops for you know a rough season ahead. Imagine if that farmer was never silent enough to see what's coming up around the corner for the season. It was never silent enough to research something, to prepare for the storm. That means when the storm comes, he ain't gonna know what to do because he never sat still enough to prepare for the storm. Uh, think think about the prize fighter who's running his mouth the whole time before the fight, the whole time, like it's just nonstop. Well, even if he ain't running his mouth, he's just always doing something. Like like when I say running his mouth, I don't mean like he's talking trash. I mean like he just literally never stops going. Like just always just going, 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 going. Never took the time to be silent to hear his thoughts on the situation, to prepare for the fight, to understand how to get the most out of his body for this fight, never took the time to be still, to be silent, to read what other fighters have said about um, this particular match that he has coming up with this particular boxer, to get tips and stuff like that. 
never was silent enough to um, just take inventory. You, just, you don't say anything. You just look around. Just, you know, like even now, like as I'm recording this episode, I'm just looking down at my car thinking about the thousands of dollars that I gave Uber <laughs> when I didn't have a car because I needed to get to work. Or the long days of trying to get from PG County to Baltimore for for work for a four-hour shift and then turn around and do it again without a car. Like all public transportation, like Uber to the train, to the Uber, to the station, to the train, to the Uber, like just, yeah. Looking at my car, that's what I think about. Just silence, just chilling, just looking out the window. Just like, wow, thank you, God. And then I also think about, you know, the times where, when you know, that time when I lost my vehicle, when I lost my car back in 2016, it was towed away. Think about the lessons that I learned from there. That's what silence gives you, allows you to take inventory. So if we do go back to that boxer, that boxer who didn't, you know, elect silence. He never just sat still and took inventory. He never just sat still and just looked around at his kids and said, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm fight for y'all tonight. Didn't say that to them. He just said that to himself, listening to his thoughts. Never looked around and took inventory and understood that like, you know, it took a lot to get to where he is today. And never, you know, took inventory and, and, and put that inside his tank to keep going for the next fight. Then the fight comes, shortchanging silence, Literally, it is very costly in boxing. Like, <laughs> you get knocked out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the boxer stepped in the ring and that's it. In order to prepare for these big moments, in order to prepare for um, storms, um, but sometimes not even storms. Sometimes just things are just coming up. It's just around the corner. Weddings, uh, funerals, which I guess is a storm. Um, you know, big events, speeches, things that you're doing, like your your company, your business, all of that. In order to, in order to prepare for some things that you don't even know is coming around the corner. That stillness, that silence. That's what creates room for us to focus, to create a plan for how we're going to deal with the things ahead. Stillness um, during the storm is probably the hardest one for me to grasp because while I'm in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a situation, I'm just like trying to figure it out. And sometimes you do end up doggy paddling, you know, in the middle of the ocean, just flapping your arms and not going nowhere. You know, I talk about it all the time, but it's just the, the result of just anxiety and high anxiety moment of, you know, I'm in the middle of a storm and I'm trying to figure this out, da, 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 da. But see, the thing about it is it's more like quicksand. It's more like, you know, the more you think about it, the more you flap your your, your fins and, and try to get out of it and, 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 you know, you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that and you're trying to make this happen and make that happen, blah, blah, blah. The more you do that, the more you sink. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Stillness in the midst of you drowning in quicksand, you definitely need stillness for that. I mean, that's legit science. That's what a doctor would tell you. Like, yo, you get caught, or I don't know about a doctor, but whoever looks at quicksand, you get caught in quicksand, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure scientists going to be like, look, just stop moving. Stop panicking. Be still. Be still. It's like you ever been in the middle of uh, like a road trip or something with, with a bunch of people and, and you get lost and then everybody wants to just throw in a two cents. So you got Siri or or uh, Waze, whoever you use, whatever. You got the app trying to talk, trying to redirect itself. You know how stupid these devices, you know how stupid these smart devices can be sometimes. Just sitting there flipping a the little blip around trying to figure out where it is. So you got that just saying, hey, go left and go right. No, go back left. You got that going on. Then you got your friend who thinks he knows everything, who's like, no, I've been here before. I'm doing this now. Let's go this way. Da, 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 da. And you want to go off here because it's going to be this about a mile away down the road. It ain't going to be on navigation. You're going to just listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Then you got another friend who's just joking all the time who think everything is funny. And in the middle of all of that, y'all just, you still don't know where the hell you're going. You're just sitting in the driver's seat just like, bruh, why is it so loud? 
on the opposite end of that, a silent car in that moment, will probably help you learn how to navigate. Will probably create focus, create room for you to focus on navigating. If you didn't have your friend barking orders at you, if you didn't have your other friend joking about the whole situation, and if you didn't have Siri slash Waze doing whatever robots do when they get stupid, and you just had you and your thoughts and a chance to reset you and you know the the ability to just say to yourself, yo, let's just be still, let's just be silent, let's just be calm. And let's start from the beginning and figure out where we are and where we got to get to. If you just had that, you probably could navigate your way out of that. It's literally just like quicksand. Just like it. Be still and you won't sink. And then we talk about after the storm, which is another struggle for me because uh, sometimes I could be very hard on myself. Sometimes I could be very like evil to me. Like I just be like, bro, you... You messing up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really give myself that room to grow. And that's because of the lack of silence sometimes. Now, for me, I don't like making mistakes. I don't like being um, seen making mistakes. I will go on a limb and say that I am a bit of a perfectionist. And I think, I ain't gonna say I'm okay with that, but I understand that about me. In so much that I'm learning to have a conversation with myself, you know, about those things. I'm learning that after the storm, it's okay to just sit there with your thoughts so that you can focus on healing and processing. It's like, I, th I think that's why they give you maternity leave. I think that's why they give you leave after you lose a loved one. Because that, that, that silence creates room for us to focus on healing and processing the storm that we just went through or whatever we just went through. Now, the thing is, with some storms that, you know, our job, you know, doesn't really affect. And we have to like take that time off and be still. We have to like choose to just mute everything around us and, 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 and just be calm and just be still. Some of those situations, we choose to turn the volume up and we choose to make things louder. We choose to keep everything on 10 because that silence creates that anxiety. You know what I mean? But as I said there, we're going to see a lot of pain in our lives. I hate to say it like that, but we are going to see a lot of pain in our lives. And I do believe that that silence after the storm is what allows us to um, to heal and process things. It's almost impossible to try to heal and, 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 and I don't even want to say move on, but heal and grow from certain situations. If, you know, right after it happens, you know, you just got words from everybody and, and, and you got all types of words for the situation and you're trying to explain things to yourself and explain things to other people and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, how, how can we expect to heal? How can we expect to heal from something if we can't even hear ourselves? If we can't talk to ourselves after a storm happened or after something major happened in our lives, if we can't have conversations with ourselves about it, how can we heal from it? If we still keep things noisy or if, we, or if we try to drown ourselves out with noise, how do we ever really move on past the situation? How do we ever really grow from a certain situation if we never stop and think about what just happened? Stillness in and of itself is, I mean, it's scary. You know, it is scary. It definitely is. Stillness is, is, is something different. Like, I mean, we're given the mouth to use it. So stillness and silence is something that's completely um, different for us and it's something that I understand how difficult it can be to embrace but I do believe 
stillness is important to our storms it's important to prepare us for whatever's coming up good or bad big moments in general it's important to prepare us for it it's important to guide us through it and it's important for us to rebuild after it because without silence without stillness we'll never take the time to truly hear the world around us and figure out how we fit into it. Don't go nowhere, I'm coming to see you. And y'all don't want no problems. It's Brian's World Live. 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 Live.